He's the lead anchor for MLB Network. Last year, at one point, they were having a bomb cyclone in New York, and Greg was driving to the liquor store at oh. 7.30 in the morning. Uh, it's always good to, good to talk to our buddy. Gotta How are you, prepared. sir? Good morning. Uh, you know, I'm doing much better this year because there's an app on my phone called Drizzly. You should check it out. The reason it's great is I don't have to drive anywhere to go to the liquor store. It just kind of comes to my house. So my basement is now my liquor store. So it's nice, safe. I can hunker up and enjoy the holiday cheer. That is uh, that is an awesome idea. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and the family. And we love having you on every week during this, the year, the whole year. And can't thank you enough for that. But uh, we want you to have a great holiday season. Oh, thank you. I, I say the, the best to you and yours. And, and during the holiday season, I like to reflect on the people who made my life easier, who made me smile more than they made me frown. And you guys and your team, you guys make me smile once a week. And that is saying a lot because I'm not a morning person. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a night owl. And the fact that I get out of bed and, and I have a cup of coffee and I joke around with you guys. Um, my wife appreciates what you've given <laughs> to our family. I don't sleep in till 10 o'clock in the morning anymore. We, well, we greatly appreciate you waking up for us. And Greg, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, we gave Cardinal fans one wish for an offseason for all of, well, not Cardinal fans, St. Louis fans in general. If you could give any St. Louis player, team, owner, one thing, what would you give them? I gave, what I gave uh, was Wilson Contreras earplugs. Just in case people were chatty, a little chatty about Yachty. The Yachty, you know, he's not this and he's not that in comparison to Yachty. So I I offered him earplugs for Christmas. So just to give you an idea, what would you give any St. Louis player or any St. Louis franchise if you had a a thing to give them? Well, I'm actually going to be a bit bigger, right? I want to do industry-wide what I would give fans, all baseball fans, for Christmas. No more blackouts. Oh. Every game, everywhere, easy on your device. It's something the commissioner is hell-bent on doing. He's working tirelessly on trying to figure out um, this RSN deal, um, how we can make sure that everyone gets access to baseball content whenever they want it. It's coming. I'm letting you know it is on the way. I know I said a year ago that they were close to doing something but this is the number one priority uh, at the league office is trying to figure this out. And, and I can't wait for it to happen. If I could give baseball fans anything, one gift here at the holiday season, it would be to end the blackouts. As for a player, if I could give one gift, it would be no dead arm to Adam Wainwright. I want Adam Wainwright to go out guns a-blazing from the World Baseball Classic all the way through the postseason. I want Waino starting a playoff game in St. Louis on the Mount of Bush Stadium to end his career. That, to me, is the player gift I would give during this holiday season. It's the exact same thing I gave, <laughs> I, the, <laughs> that, that opportunity. Hey, if, if there is blame, and we love to play the blame game, is there any blame in this whole Correa situation, whether it's Boris or the Giants or anybody else? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky because there are so many layers to this that we're not privy to. What I'll say is when you miss out on a talent of Carlos Correa's magnitude, um, and it is a long term, I get it. I, you know, how good is he going to be down the line? Uh, 
But what I'll say is, if you're the San Francisco Giants, and yeah, I know you had a remarkable season a couple of years ago, but we all can assume that was a flash in the pan. It was almost impossible to replicate that kind of success with those type of players uh, year after year after year. But you needed a signature player. And and I like to call it the Jason Worth effect. Remember Jason Worth, the, the very grumpy, bearded outfielder for the Washington mm-hmm. Nationals? His $120 million contract was symbolic for the future of that franchise. It, it sort of meant that they were ready to be a big player among the big boys in the NL East. And they, it, it, it was right. They, they literally added pieces around him superstar young players like Strasburg and Harper spent money on Scherzer and got Patrick Corbin and they built a championship team. I I think Carlos Correa was supposed to be that to the Giants. And Farhan Zaidi is a very bright baseball executive, but not everybody can be the Andrew Friedman baseball executive. Go from shopping at Aldi, which is a terrific grocery store, but you, you get your discounts there. It's you know the beef is a little cheaper at Aldi, but you know now you're supposed to shop at Deerberg's and still present the same wonderful shopping efficiency. Not everybody can do that, right? Andrew Friedman has done it seamlessly. I don't think Farhan Zaidi, who is very frugal in the front office experiences he's had before, especially with the Oakland A's, is going to figure out how to be a big market executive naturally. And we all just think this is going to happen overnight. We're seeing Heim Bloom struggle with this, with the Boston Red Sox. There's a reason Dave Dombrowski is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He knows how to spend other people's money, okay? (laughs) That is a talent. Not everybody's good at it. If you're going to spend other people's money, do you know what you have to do? You have to talk to the people who have the money, and you have to convince them why you want to take their money and spend it on this guy. (laughs) And if you're a bit timid, and you're a bit quiet, and you got hired because you're so financially efficient, and you make the smart moves, right? Well, then maybe you don't have the moxie, the bravado to sit down with a billionaire and go, hey, man, I need $350 million. Trust me on this. Yeah, I'll wear it if it doesn't work. Trust me. Dave Dombrowski and his amazing hairline at his age can do that. (laughs) This guy, who doesn't have much hair, Farhan Zaidi, at a very young age, is struggling to do that. And I think he didn't want it to work as it was. I think he looked at the x-rays, he looked at the MRIs, he looked at the blood work, and he's looking for reasons to say, I'm afraid of this deal. I don't think this was his movement. I don't think he wanted to go get Aaron Judge. I don't think he wanted to get Carlos Correa. He's comfortable doing baseball business the way he's always done it. And the ownership of the San Francisco Giants wanted a signature player. They thought they got it twice. Farhan's 80s, like, these medicals aren't going to work. And now he's off to the New York Mets. For anyone to say this was all orchestrated by Scott Boris, that Scott Boris would take one less year and, what, 40 million less, almost 40 million less, you're, you're bananas. It's absolutely not the case. He took the second best offer out there. And he wanted the most, and the Giants passed. And I think Farhan Zaidi is going to be on the hot seat for the next two years. He's now going to have to dominate the trade market, the Shane Bieber, the the, the Rafael Devers. He's going to have to dominate that market, and maybe he'll be a bit more successful at that. Okay, Greg, the Giants have a ton of money. They have a terrific market. They missed out on Judge and Correa. Eight times seven is 56. Next year, does Shohei Otani get an eight-year contract for $560 million? I think they could be in play for that. But then if you're Shohei Otani, are you looking at the Giants going, this is the Angels 2.0? That's true. I think Shohei Otani is going to get multiple 
$500 million offers. If he stays healthy and is in the mix, I, it, guys, he can win the Cy Young. I mean, he, he literally, we're talking about a guy who can hit 45 home runs, steal 30 bases, and win the Cy Young. Okay? That's the greatest player in the history of time. And if you're in your car right now and you're raising an eyebrow to what I just said, you better get in the holiday cheer at moment right now. Because <laughs> right. I'm right. Yeah, let's just look it's at it okay. from this perspective, right? He's he's as good as Verlander and Scherzer, so that's forty three yes. million. And he's as good a hitter as Bryce Harper, which is twenty seven million. So if yes. you if you do that, that's seventy million dollars. The Dodgers sat back and watched everyone else dive in big for these free agents, right? They didn't do anything. So the Dodgers are wanting Shohei. They're saving their chips for Shohei Otani. The New York Yankees are going to be in play for Shohei Otani. I mean, what, have we learned anything from Steve Cohen and the New York Mets? I'm just officially saying it now. The New York Mets are in play for Shohei Otani. Absolutely. They're all going to be in play for Otani. So the San Francisco Giants better put pieces on the field this year that make them look like a relevant force in the NL West. They better do it. They're going to have to get active in the trade market if they're going to even get inside the brain of Shohei Otani, who's a baseball nut. I'll give you a great Shohei story, and then I'll shut up. I'm on the set, all-star game. Shohei is about to compete in the home run derby. Do you remember this? Yeah. So, first off, he's pitching the next day. He's starting the all-star game. He's competing in the home run derby. I'm on the set with me, Harold, and uh, Pedro Martinez. Shohei comes up on the set with his interpreter, and I go, man, you're about to compete in front of the world at the Home Run Derby. You're going to pitch tomorrow and start the All-Star game. When you showed up here to the Midsummer Classic, are, are you nervous? Are, are you nervous about what's about to happen the next two days to you? And I'm not kidding. It's the first time I ever interviewed him. He's, he's trembling. He's like, he looks scared, right? That's why I asked him the question. And his interpreter says, through Shoei, that um, – no, I'm not worried at all about the home run derby. I'm not worried all at all about tomorrow starting the game. I do that stuff. I watch MLB Network every single day. <laughs> it's all I watch. This is the most nervous I've ever been in my life. Wow. I cannot believe I'm on with the three of you. I watch you all the time. That's awesome. And I'm, we all laugh. We think that's wonderful. And then after we're done with the interview, his interpreter says, you don't understand. He doesn't talk about anything else. He doesn't watch anything else. He is a baseball lifer. It's the only thing Shohei Otani talks about. He's interested in nothing else. So it makes sense that he's better than everyone else in the world at baseball. And it makes sense that he wouldn't want to go to a team that still doesn't put it together. He wants to go to a team that wins a World Series after this Angels experience, and I think he will. Hey, Greg, you, you speak about Steve Cohen and the Mets. What are your thoughts on them and, and their, their, their spending and how they're going about it? Do you, do you feel that that's okay for baseball, or do you think it just um, it, it makes them, puts them at such a higher level and, and really tears up the competitive balance in baseball? No, well, you know, this is one of those answers I could get in trouble with. I have to watch <laughs> my words. You know, look, there are plenty of people that can't stand Steve Cohen, okay? And they're inside – Baseball, not like that run baseball, but other owners do not like the way this guy is running his team. Do you know why they don't like the way he's running his team? He's not running it like a business. 
he's running it like a fan, like 12-year-old Greggy in St. Louis. Hey, Greggy, do you want to be the owner of the Cardinals? And he goes, oh, my gosh, yeah. Slide over down Maxville. I'm going to go get everybody, right? I'm not making trades for Doc Gooden. I don't care about the bottom line. If we lose money, big deal. I don't need to know how many people came from the turnstiles. I'm 12 years old. I want to win the World Series. I want the biggest stars on my team, right? Andre Dawson, sign him up. We're going to have him play right field. That's how I would be if I was 12. So Steve Cohen is a 12-year-old baseball fan who loved the Mets, and now he's one of the wealthiest people in the world, and he owns the Mets. So he doesn't care if he loses money. This whole luxury, they're over the luxury tax. 12-year-old Greggy wouldn't care about that if he was owning the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> so let me tell you, Steve Cohen doesn't care about that. I, it is refreshing to see. I never thought I would see anyone like this after uh, the late uh, Hank, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner passed away, the boss of the New York Yankees. I, I, I think this is great. I think it's great for the game. I hope we find other owners down the line who want to take their favorite team and make them a champion because at the moment, before this Correa news, I was not going to say the Mets were the favorite to win the East. I still thought it was the Atlanta Braves. But now with this move and Correa playing third, I'm sorry, this is the best team in the NL East with the pitching they have. Verlander and Scherzer atop the rotation. Carlos Carrasco, work your way down. I really like the Mets, and I think they are the favorite to win the East. And I think Steve Cohen, as a fan of this team, knew they were second fiddle to the Braves. He wants to win, and it's all worth it to him if he wins one World Series, like 12-year-old Greggy would have said. (laughs) Awesome. Greg Amsinger, great to have you with us. Have a great holiday weekend, and uh, we will talk to you before 2023 commences. But enjoy yourself tonight. I will. Guys, hell of a year by both of you. Terrific, terrific 2022. And 2023 is going to be even better. I got a feeling of my bad knee. <laughs> Love you. Take care, sir. Thanks, Greg. See you guys. That's the great Greg Gamsinger on 101 ESPN. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.